Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. a joke about Vern Troyer mini me having alleged sexual allegations but that would have been a really low blow. Hello friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine podcast starring Dags and John E. Rage. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. Welcome flock of Amish and welcome to Johnny Rage. Good day. This felt like a good eye. Good eye. Dilly dilly. I'm all fired up. I'm ready here for another power, 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 powerful episode. Why is this so powerful? Just I don't know. Because of myself and my power that I portray. Yes. I got the power. Or is it though? <clears throat> I was making mention of your t shirts. You always have some. That's why it's powerful. You got those guns hanging out of that t shirt there. But what does that represent? Diggs is wearing a black t shirt with some encrypted looking monster on there that says winter's coming what's the point of that well if you would watch the show it's game of thrones oh fell asleep during it yeah you gotta watch it yeah i think it's i i the you know it was 45 minutes and i fell asleep i've made this uh i've mentioned this before i think the only reason it's powerful or the only reason people watch is because the nudity take the nudity out of it no you think it actually has a powerful you gotta watch it you gotta watch it it just it if do you do you think that a show has to grab you with should you have to watch a show over and over and over shouldn't it just immediately just grab you and br- draw you in I liked it right away so maybe you're not going to like it but I, I I say give it a little chance I think for people that don't step outside of their living rooms or their their TV viewing rooms and don't see movies that might be like an epic saga for them but when I go to movies on a regular basis two a week sometimes one a week it doesn't have the same uh, impact to me, but I will give it another chance. I would be in a minority if I said that I say that I don't like it, but I'll give it another chance. The thing is, people die on that show that you don't think are going to die. Like heroes will be killed off. That's what I like. A lot of TV shows, you watch them and you know right away, oh, so-and-so is going to make it and the hero's going to come. But this show, you don't know what's going to happen. They kill off everything. They have plot twists. Like I talk about the cinematography it's awesome the the sets and it's they use CGI but it doesn't look like CGI. Where's that filmed? Where's that supposed? Where do you think that's actually filmed? Obviously, it's not here in the United States. They always have to go to some remote area in in Norway or something. Well, they do. They use like New Zealand and they use different you know. But with CGI, why? Why can't you just do that in a big warehouse? I mean, who cares if there's a mountaintop on the back? They can create just about anything. Well, you're right. Now, now they can pretty much recreate anything. But I think if you if you use natural settings and then uh use cgi to augment it it's a lot better sometimes like the thing they can't they can't do ice and smoke yet to me like if i see ice it seems fake 
on CGI and smoke. And the worst is tornadoes. They cannot get tornadoes down. The tornado on Wizard of Oz was 100 times better than it is now. They always try to make it. They have it. It just, it, they can't. Ooh, I thought Twister, they did a pretty, Steven Spielberg did a pretty no, good job no. with that. I'll pull it up. Look at it. That's not what a tornado looks like. How do you know what a tornado looks like? Are you a uh, storm chaser? I have witnessed tornadoes. I did chase one once, and I got so close, I got scared. Oh. That's the thing, too. You watch TV, and you don't, or you don't get the sense of if you've been you've been out down Iowa and all that. When you're out in the field, you have no sense of reference. Like in the city, you have buildings and trees, so you like here's the horizon, there's that, and you can see storms coming. But out in the field, out in the prairie. It's right on top of you, and it's a freaky feeling. Yeah. See, now I've come face to face, and I've encountered a tornado. Tornadoes don't always have to be that typical funnel cloud. You're right. Like you see on the Wizard of Oz, for instance. Yeah, there's rope tornadoes. There's wedge tornadoes. Some just look like smoke. Yeah, exactly. That's the one I'm referring to. When I was in uh, the tornado that happened in Rollsville, I'm going to date this back because you're an 80s guy. I'm going to say this was 1986. We were driving down... Um, it doesn't matter what road we were driving down, but I felt this wind, like hurricane force wind come out of nowhere. Roseville is a suburb of St. Paul. Went to Roseville. You know what's cool is in Roseville, they had a mall called the Crossroads. So Eric Clapton had going down the crossroads of Rosedale. And what, what town doesn't have a mall called Crossroads? Everybody's got the Crossroads, you know, your life is at a Crossroads too. Paging Dr. Buzzkill. By the way, you say that they kill people for better ratings. I want to make this podcast bigger and better. I may kill you, Dags. I'll kill you. You could try. I'll kill you. These guns are always loaded. Um, Where was I in that thought before I went into tornado, my Tornado. Tornado. Oh, I came face to face with the tornado in Roseville. And you're right. It. I didn't think it was a tornado because it was... Like smoke, the closer you get to a tornado, it loses that defined that definition of what you think. Kind of like when I look at you, you have no definition. Exactly. You're amorphous. Are you looking at me? It again? makes me feel good to insult you. Yes, I'm glad does. we have a wall in front of us here that you can't reach Plexiglass. over. Plexiglass. Yeah. So a tornado isn't what you necessarily think. So I came face to face with a tornado. This was a small tornado, but it did a ton of damage back. I don't know if you remember that Roseville tornado. It took out Harmar Mall, Rosedale Mall, the golf course. It laid its uh, d- destruction throughout the entire town. And I came face to face with that. I'd say it was about 100 feet away from it. So, Did you lasso it? Did I lasso it? Did you throw a rope on it like Pecos Bill? No. No, we were... Scared shitless. We weren't worried about that. We're just trying to bolt, hit hit the car. Now, if I remember correctly, you were in the movie, right? And you came out in the parking lot, right? For the tornado? Yeah. No. Because there's someone I talked to, they were actually watching a movie, and they came out in the parking lot, and the thing was just in the, literally in the parking lot. Oh, really? No, that wasn't my... I can't remember where we were going to or coming from, but we were in Roseville. We weren't at a movie. I know that because it was during the day. We didn't. I didn't... I'm not a day guy for movie theaters but on the way over here i saw my first one of the year i know you see them too you know it's winter time people are driving lazy people any get any idea what i saw as i'm driving here aggressive panhandling no people drivers are you familiar with that term people they're too lazy to take the oh yes yeah. in in minnesota up here up here in minnesota up there the snow covers up your whole car eh it's covered with ice and snow, and what you do is you just 
scrape a little hole big enough so you can look out the window and drive. Yeah, that's what you call uh, very dangerous. You don't want to do that, but it's you're too lazy to actually... I mean, you can imagine you wake up, it's cold, you're tired, you're probably running behind and you're scraping your windshield and it's not coming off as quickly as you might. So you're kind of like, you know what? I'm just going with it. And it could be a whole, what's a record? We should have like a peephole contest. See how far a person can drive. We'll start with like a five inch hole. We'll start with a four inch, three inch and the championships would be like a two inch peephole. See who can drive the furthest. That's quite the glory hole. Oh boy. You got to take this into the gutter all the time. Don't you? Why is that in the gutter? That's a glory hole is like when the hole in the fence, when you watch the baseball game. So I saw, I says I saw this uh, people first one of the year and I just kind of chuckle. I really enjoy driving and watch what other people are doing, seeing if they're texting, if they're distracted, if they got peoples. And remember I told you last week I awoke when I was driving. So how am I watching other people? And I'm just kind of asleep at the wheel myself. I like to leave all the snow on top of the car and then go super fast on the freeway and that clear as my car yeah but what happened and then, you know listen okay and then it throws a ton of snow in the person behind me and <laughs> exactly. i find that funny you're an evil man digs that's evil so i see my first people we know it was common we see our people driver i saw him on the way over here peoples are people so why should it be you and i should scrape our car you know you were talking earlier about getting a third person in that here. was depeche a la mode by the way you were talking about a person this, I just have the stuff that comes to the top of my mind. There's no reason for where it comes from. I'm just talking now. But we were talking about getting a Google person here earlier, remember? Having a third person to yes. join us. An intern. That's what that's what they call. If you want to get somebody to work for free, you just call them an intern. They'll race. If you said, hey, I got a job. You got to do it for free. They're like, nah, I don't know about free. I don't have a lot of time. Well, it's an internship. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that changes things. But you know how the schedules would be extremely difficult to get three of us together? Don't, I mean, we have a hard enough time trying to get you and I where we can get together. But if you add a third person to the mix, how difficult would that be to add a third? Where am I going with this? Do you ever notice they always these uh, rock stars will always say that they tried to work with another person, but their schedules just couldn't make it? Is that just a polite way of saying, I want nothing to do with you and your crappy music that you play? <laughs> We're not doing nothing, dude. You may want to do it with me, but I ain't doing nothing with you. Creative differences. Creative differences. No, you normally hear, you know, we wanted to work together, but we just couldn't get our schedules to work out. That's the polite way. That's what I'm going to say to you if I don't want to hang out with you. Well, that has to do with ego, you know, the rock stars. And it seems like later on in their careers, they get back together like David Lee Roth and Sting. I never thought Sting would get back together with the police. That means they have absolutely run the course and nobody wants to hear them anymore, so they have to try to. I'm surprised uh, Boner from U2 hasn't left U2. Well, they're still fairly popular, though. They're filling the stadiums in no matter where they oh, go. Oh, barely. I mean, but uh, now is is uh, is a boner or bono or? It depends what kind of mood you're in that day. So, is Sonny Bono his dad? <laughs> no, that's a last name. That's Bono. Yeah, that's okay. the first name. You're confusing a last with a first oh, versus the first, first with the last. last. Those, who, yeah. Um, last week you gave me a quiz. Remember? Uh, Powerful quiz. You did horribly on it. No, I did really well. Oh my on. god, you're like, uh, <laughs> you're like, I like which Rocky did did Apollo Creed die? And you go, well, I know it was Clubber Lang that killed him. <laughs> like you get the movie wrong, I'm you get sorry. the character wrong. I know. I really felt like I let the world down because I consider myself like an expert in the subject matter. You purposely did poorly so you could get sixty nine percent on the test. <laughs> oh no, I was even reflecting on that later in the day, and I'm like, how did I think Clubber Lang beat Carl? Wett? I'm just like, dude. Hey, I, I, just, I just wasn't on that day, so, you know. 
Um, anyway, um, I have a, I came up with a quiz. What do you call that when you go to school and all of a sudden you're not expecting it, but they say, okay, everybody take your books off the desk. We're now going to give you a pop quiz because we are a powerful pop culture okay. podcast. You're going to get a pop quiz here. Um, and I'm going to actually hold on in some parts of the country, they call them soda quizzes. Okay. That's Qu- California. Quiz. I now Dags, this is going to kind of put you. Uh, under the microscope, because you claim to be... I'm scared. You claim to be Mr. 80s man. Know everything. You still lead your life back in the 80s. You have your Star Wars pajamas on. I see the bottoms are on right now. We're going to test you and see... Oh, no. Are you ready for this? We're going to give you an 80s quiz. Do you think the flock of Amish will still love me? No. My incorrect answer. No, we'll find out how much of a... Are you going to take over the show? (laughs) I told you. I'll kill you. (laughs) And for ratings, just like they do on... um, When you you take over the show, it's all going to be like, oh, yeah, so I'm in church, dear. And you guys ever wonder in church, uh, you know, the the pastor? Okay. God is watching you. That's all I'm going to say. I always feel like Johnny Rage is watching All right, we're going to commence. We're going to drop the puck on this. 80s trivia. For Mr. Daggs. Item up number one. What special talent did Molly Ringwald have in The Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. Powerful John Hughes movie. Powerful soundtrack. Powerful ginger. We know you're trying to think. That's why you're giving us all these no, little... No, no, no. What could she do? What was the special talent? She had powerful cleavage where she can insert lipstick and put on lipstick. Very good. I thought you were trying to buy time with that power. We don't need... All that information. We I was. I, no, but have you ever watched uh, The Millionaire Show? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Do you ever notice they always have to say that the show, well, I know that it was in uh, Caledonia. You know, when they're, Did you ever see the guy that actually won a million bucks on that? Was that the one where the answer was uh, helicopter? So, Swar- is it Swarovski or Sarakovsky? Well, I don't remember what the name of the guy was, but he, here he is. He's going up and up the pyramid. Sikorsky, I think. Helicopters was the... And then, Answer. and then um, the Regis Philbin asks him the question for a million dollars. <throat> that was kind of my <clears throat> Regis Philbin impersonation. Regis. <laughs> anyway, he asked the guy for a million dollars. I forget what the question was. And the guy says, I remember they gave you a lifeline, three of them. And he says, hey, I want to use my lifeline. He says, absolutely. What do you want to do? He says, I want to call my dad. So they get his dad on the phone. And he says, go ahead. Your father's on the phone. He says, hey, dad, I just I don't really need you as a lifeline. I just want to let you know I'm going to win a million dollars. And of course, the crowd just went nuts. You know, he knew the answer. One million dollars. One million dollars. All right. You got that. You're one for one, Mr. 80s man. What was the very first James Bond movie that was shown in the 80s? What was the last? There's a two part question to that. Let me let me review it. Okay. What was the very first James Bond movie that was shown in the 80s and what was the last? Five seconds on the clock, please. So I don't, they don't even give me a, it's not multiple choice? Uh, no, you have to have the answer for oh, this. Oh, this is horrible. Would you like me to give you some uh, um, hints? Yeah, give me some hints. Would you like to use your lifeline? I would. I'll use the Johnny Rage hints. Okay, what was the very first James Bond movie that was shown in the 80s and what was the last? Um... The first one was 1981. The last one was 1989. So from the beginning to the end, Sheena Easton. Yeah. For your eyes only. There you go. Okay. And then that was 1981. And then the second one back in 1989 was... um, I need to brush up on my... 
I mean, James I thought Bond. you were the all-knowing '80s guy. I mean, you live this life. You've got the Star Wars uh, bed sheets and pajamas, and I do not have any of that Star Wars stuff. First of all, Star Wars started in the '70s. Thank you very much. Yeah, the '80s, and it continued through the. No, the first one was 1980. Correct me if I'm. Or that's the second one. 1977. All Hurry right. up! All right. License to Kill. On to the next one. Name the actress who played the pretty blonde girl Elliot danced with in E.T. The Extra terrestrial this is very interesting I, as johnny carson would say i did not know that i did not know that name the actress who played the pretty blonde girl elliot danced with in et et of course the movie the extraterrestrial i'm gonna give you a hint i did not know this she also was the pretty blonde girl in baywatch she also was a pretty blonde girl in the Steven Seagal movie. Oh my god, I know. I never I know I know her and I, I never know her name. It was like Erica something or I you know, I guess I never cared when you're as bodacious as she is, you don't really care what her name is, you just know who she is. You just have to say, Oh, that girl. <laughs> the one in the bikini Yeah, I know exactly. I for, I think it's I it's Erica Yeah. Alaniac. I, I, you yeah. think I'd know that she's yeah. iconic, that girl. We all know her, but we never cared about her last name, did we? She got killed by a shark, I believe, in Baywatch. Did she really? Oh, my gosh. Wow, I didn't I did not know that. Okay, Dags, you are failing the 80s. Horrible. <laughs> Horribly. This is very difficult. I See, here's the thing. I'm not a nerd or a geek. The difference is I'm general. General. You're pasty yeah, white yeah, don't vanilla. Get, don't get specific. All right, how many don't get Pacific. Don't talk about the ocean. How many Nightmare on Elm Street movies were made in the eighties? Uh, can I just fail this whole quiz now? No, come on. You gotta all at least right, give it right. a, try, a try. You gotta give it a shot here. Well, there's Nightmare on Elm Street. You don't have to name them. Just how many? There, it does list every single one of them. I can read them for you, but give me a guess here. Four. Very close. That's a good guess. Three. Sorry, you're going the wrong Five. way. Five. Five, right? <laughs> We're trying to salvage Dream, some Dream Warriors. I should have like given you the answers. This one is horribly. Who difficult. was that lady that gave Hillary the answers before she took the the D- Donna Brazil? I should be like Donna. I should have given these two. I didn't realize you're gonna fail so you have that, horribly. Have, Donna Brazil has that cool gray hair. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wish I would have done I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna edit all this out. That I don't. <laughs> today's episode will be like 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, now I think this brings back to something you'll you'll actually have the answer for. In Empire Strikes Back, what was chewing on the power cables of the Millennium Falcon while Han Solo and company were hiding inside the asteroid cave? You're not going to get this one either. This is kind of a tough quiz, though. It's not that generic, like, who played um, Doc on Back to the Future? Yeah, that, that's exactly. <laughs> You're not going to get this. I wonder if there's anybody... Who could get this? Of course. This. Everyone that listens is Star War- obsessed with Star Wars. Should we leave that blank and see who texts us or emails us the answer to this particular one? We will leave that blank. I'm going to read it one more time. Hold on. And Okay, here it is. Whoever gets back to us, we should give them, we'll give them a uh, $5 coffee card to Starbucks or something, okay? Here it is. The first person to text us or answer us through Facebook. Well, here, no text. Facebook, Facebook, like us on Facebook. Okay. At Amish B Machine Twitter, Instagram, we're everywhere. Social media. Okay, the first person to respond to us, either Instagram or Facebook, with the answer. Or Twitter. To, or Twitter is going to get a $5 coffee card to Starbucks. Here we go. In The Empire Strikes Back, what was chewing on the power cables of the Millennium Falcon while Han Solo and company were hiding inside the Astro 
uh, asteroid cave. Now that's kind of unfair because they can obviously Google and then get back to us. But still, let's find out. Honor system. Honor system. Okay. All right. On to the next one. Um, what was the license number on the Ghostbusters car? Ecto one. Oh wow! You pulled that one out of why'd you know? The, the, you just kind of pulled. I, well, because when you said what's the license plate number, I go how the hell? And then I had to think about. It. I'm like, oh yeah. In Back to the Future, where did Doc Brown get the plutonium to power the time-traveling DeLorean? The Libyans. Very good. From a group of Libyan terrorists, they wanted him to make a nuclear, nuclear bomb. All right, a couple more because I didn't, (laughs) Dags, you are, I mean, this is kind of similar to when I I used to go to high school with you and I'd see how you do on your tests. You haven't changed much. (laughs) We were in a (laughs) one-room schoolhouse oh uh, i you know what i would have no clue on any of these either I wonder how mrs crabtree is doing by the way um let's try this one and i think you can get this one and empire strikes back when the ghost of obi-wan kenobi said that luke was her last hope against the empire who was yoda referring to when he said no there is another way Princess Leia. Very good. Da, da, ba, ba, da. Was that give Yoda? Me some, give me some more. Was my Yoda spot on? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want some more of this? You want a little yeah. more of this? Yeah. Huh? You want a taste of this? I huh? want more. All right, you're giving more. Um, what does Ali Sheedy use to decorate her picture in the Breakfast Club? See, the, the, these are better. Yeah, that's Dan- what I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, dandruff. Right, right. Very good. Because I'm not the the geeks and nerds get into that. I don't I don't get into specifics. Mm-hmm. I get into general, general. Well, we I found out we found out that you're really a fraud and a fake and a phony. This will all be deleted. What uh, in Dirty Dancing? What was Baby's real name? Is that too specific? Francis. Francis. Pee Wee Herman's. Nemesis. What was the other movie where Francis settled down? Francis. That was from Stripes. My name is Francis Sawyer. You know, I catch any of you guys touching my stuff, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up. I know the three parts of the atom. Protons, <laughs> neutrons, and croutons. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, some of these look like they'd be very difficult for most, uh, but you're not most. Um, oh, boy. Uh, what brand? Here we go. You should let's see if you get this one. This one's fairly easy. What brand and color of underwear is Marty wearing in Back to the Future? Kelvin Klein. Very good. But what color? What was it? I was gonna say blue or black. They were pur- purple. Oh. Purple panties. All right. What Cheers actor was in The Empire Strikes Back? Cliff Clavin. John Ratzenberg. Da-da-da-da-da. Boy, it made me look like I was brilliant. Yeah, you just, you devastated me on that Oh, quiz. my goodness. I am just exposing you for the fraud you are. You're supposed to be this big 80s guy. I'm the 80s, man. You tell, I, I know everything. Are you trying to torpedo this podcast? <laughs> oh, that was really. Are you trying to por- torpedo this well, podcast? Well, no, but I think you, you did it all on it. your own. So, But anyway, we'd like to see if anybody can respond to the one that I asked. Uh, $5 Starbucks coffee card to the person that contacts us with the correct answer to the one that I gave earlier. So, Dags, I think you got maybe one, right? I had two right. Did you actually get two? Okay. Actually, uh, two better than what I probably would have done on that. But Which takes me to the next topic, unless you wanted to add something to your... No, we just appreciate all the flock of Amish that enjoy this podcast after I was devastated in that powerful quiz. 
I need everyone here to go to iTunes and subscribe. And while you're on iTunes, please leave a review, five-star review. That will unlock the secrets of the universe. Please write a little something-something. Also go to Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Also go to Facebook. Like our Facebook page. And if you want to talk to us in almost real time, subscribe to us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. I told you uh, a year ago I got in a lot of trouble because I'm a big fan of the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. And it said, follow me. And I did. I actually followed him to his house and I was arrested. I didn't read the rest of it. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> so could you imagine? Is, is boom, he still around? Mr. Peterson? He's playing football for the uh, Cardinals, yes. He's turned up his game Holy cow, are the Vikings in fuego, aren't they? Are they what? In fuego. They finally got a quarterback. Well, do we or not? I mean, that's... No, you saw it. Yeah. One game does not make a quarterback, though. But he has played well. Um over the last five games is a big reason why we're obviously in a five game winning streak here. Can he continue? Yes. You got to test these guys under circumstances that actually mean things. And I think he came out yesterday. We're talking about, of course, Case Keenum, the new Viking quarterback. And we also have Teddy Bridgewater who's waiting in the wings. Psh. He had his chance. Get rid of him. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say, we need Teddy Bridgewater right no. now. What kind of no. idiot would say that? No. You saw the throws thrown across himself. You saw the, he had the finesse, the no. Yeah, and that thing I like about Case Keenum, too, is he is mobile. He can actually move where Bradford couldn't do that at all. Bradford would sit back in the pocket, would collapse, done. But Case Keenum has a way to uh, evade and elude the tackler and work to the left, work to the right, find the open receiver. Not a very strong arm. You ever notice he th- kind of throws it like a punt? He, he pops it up. Yeah, because he's so short, I don't think he can actually see over. He kind of overcompensates with his passes, and sometimes. But a lot of time those rockets, you know, it's the old cliche where they run before they catch it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times those popping up ones are, they can float it in there. Yeah. And if you got a guy that can get his hands up. Yeah. But you don't want to do those if you're running a down and out pattern like you did yesterday. No, no, I know. Two are intercepted. But yeah, I mean, Case, I mean, we're, I think everybody, because if you're a Minnesota Viking fan like we are, we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop because it happens to us every year. The moment you get excited about Viking football, it just is like the next week we just absolutely killed and going like a six game losing streak and our quarterback gets injured. Well, that's like the people that go, I bleed purple. Nah. And if you criticize any team at all, you're not a fan. No, a true fan criticizes because they want them to be better. I mean, anyone can follow some team. You know, it's like the the Cubs, you know, every year you just go there for entertainment. But if if you truly like it, you're going to be passionate. Get a quarterback. I've always said that. Get a quarterback. Anytime that we've done well, we've had a quarterback. Yeah, they were talking about, uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers have had two quarterbacks over the last 20 years, two very good quarterbacks with Brett Favre or Favre, as uh, what's his name says in something yeah, about Mary. Favre. Favre, Brett Favre. Anyway, yeah, they've had Brett Favre and, and Rodgers for the last 20 years. In the last 20 years, the Minnesota Vikings have had like 30 different quarterbacks in any time that we did well we had a retread right i mean think about it i'm not necessarily against a guy who comes maybe he's not 21 years in age the guy that let other teams pay him top dollar and let him learn the trade some other team and then we get him when he's a seasoned vet that's the word i like to prefer to use than retread how about a seasoned vet but you need you need someone that can close the deal correct and keep yeah. going you know 
Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. You, you your answer to a quarterback you do have to you do have to draft them and groom them and find out uh, exactly how your system works. That's what you ideally would like to do, but that happening when other when 32 other teams are looking for the same thing, it's not a reality in today's NFL, I don't think so. So you're going to get a lot of free agents like the Minnesota Vikings have. Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, look at him. He was a we drafted him, number one draft pick, and and he's been gone for two years because of an injury. So the days of, I think, drafting a quarterback especially and him sticking with you for 15 years and being an MVP-type style of quarterback, I don't think you're going to see that in the, the new NFL, faster, stronger, quicker. Um, the NFL, does that stand for Kneeling Football League? Is that what that oh, is? Oh, too soon. Too soon. This has been going on for six, two years, hasn't it? Or a year and a half. Yeah, they need to get a, a do away with that shit, get it back. Because there's a lot of things chipping away at the NFL. We won't get into the whole because it's so polarized. But Johnny Rage, you enjoyed some movies recently, correct? I did. Let's get into some movies. I did. Yep. I went to um, Daddy's Home too with uh, Mark Wahlberg and and Will Ferrell. Powerful. You didn't mention Mel Gibson. Oh, I forgot about Powerful him. He 80s. was in there too. Yeah, and oh, so was which in which lethal weapon did he put his bullet? I was just devastated by that quiz. I know. Yeah. What if that's a character I played? I played powerful, but there I just purposely didn't get the questions right. See, you'll never know. <laughs> no, I think we do. <laughs> you'll never know. That was utter collapse. Of <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll never know. Clubber. We have. We have. Uh, I expose you for the fraud that you are, Diggs. <laughs> are you you're you're trying to get your own podcast, aren't you? John Lithgow was in that movie. Did you mention him? Eighties, powerful eighties, powerful eighties from Buckaroo Banzai. Um, I saw. Da- Did you see Daddy's Home the first one? Or I mean, but it's no. okay. Now it's been on you know TBS a hundred different times. It's, it's I don't Daddy Daycare, and I don't do those. Well, but anyway, it was a it was a family event, so we decided to go, but. I will tell you one thing, my faithful flock and Dags. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's the the gal that plays Mark uh, Wahlberg's girlfriend in this movie. Oh, she is absolutely beautiful. She's a. I had to, of course do my research on to find out. Oh, who's that thing? She's a Victoria's Secret model, but check her out. She's an extremely beautiful gal. Um, Mark Wahlberg to me is kind of, and I'm going to go to it. You're going to laugh and make fun of me and call me a dad. Charles Ingalls, when he <laughs> Pa Ingalls, what was Michael Landon? Never did the comedic bit good on Little House in the Prairie. It looked forced. Mark Wahlberg reminds me of that exact same kind of a forced thing that's out of his realm. I don't. I get why they wanted Mark Wahlberg. If you see the movie. But I don't necessarily like him in the comedic role. You know, he's always the, like in Shooter, I loved him in that. The drama where he's the hero and he saves the day for some other, for, against the villains or something like that. I think they could have done better with. You don't like when he plays off of Will Ferrell? No, I didn't. I don't. I wonder how that did in the movie theater. I don't know. But those two, it's good, but they don't have, I think they could have found, I, Will Ferrell, of course, nails his role. He plays the stepfather who marries uh, Mark Wahlberg's ex-wife. And he jumps into the blended family thing right away. And then, of course, the original one sets it all up. Mark Wahlberg comes back to try to get his wife and his family back. And 
Will Ferrell is naive and thinks that he's just trying to come back and be nice, but he really does have an agenda of he's trying to get his family back. And so you go through the whole rigmarole at Daddy's Home 1, and then it spins off to Daddy's Home 2. And then they brought in, as the grandparents, Mark Wahlberg's uh, father is Mel Gibson, and Will Ferrell's father comes back for Christmas. They spend Christmas together because they don't want to do it separate because it's two separate families. They decide this year we're going to do it all together. We're not going to celebrate separately. John Lithgow is Will Ferrell's father. Both of those nailed it. I thought uh, Lithgow was perfect. Rolf to be the father of Will Ferrell, and I thought that the, the perfect Rolf was Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson just did a good job. Uh, Mark Wal- Wahlberg wasn't hideous as that, but he, he's he was okay. I mean, he it works, but I, I, I would have – like to have seen somebody else in that role. Is he a tough guy? Yes, a little bit. He shows his toughness and his soft side. Both comes out throughout the movie, and that's what his character is supposed to be. So some uh, somebody else might have watched and said, "No, you have to have Mark Wahlberg do that because you need that tough guy, that abrasive guy." Like because Will Ferrell is completely the opposite. Will, Will he's a feminine side to him, and he cries, and and Mark Wahlberg looks at him like, "What are you doing? What's this crying stuff?" You know. So you have you do have two polar opposites of each other. And that's what they're trying to do with Wahlberg and Farrell. And Farrell, Farrell nails his part, as he always does. But Daddy's 2 is based upon them all going together, spending the Christmas holidays together. And they tried to make it like an epic Christmas thing with what they try to do, like a vacation Christmas. But that was not Mark Wahlberg's actual daughter. So you've got this blended Brady Bunch family thing happening, a lot of dynamics, different people. But they never tell you who the father is of Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend's daughter until the end, Will Ferrell calls that father to join them for Christmas because things go bad with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So anyway, John Cena it turns out to be the father of the gal who Mark Wahlberg is dating, so he enters the movie as well. So you've got a star-studded ensemble for this movie. They brought it to everybody. It reminds me of the movie I saw with John Cena was The Wall. That was a pretty good movie where he's a Marine. And there's two Marines. I'm not going to get into that one. I think I've already reviewed that one. But John Cena, of course, breaking into the to the movies. And is, does that make sense for a, a guy, a wrestler, to all of a sudden jump in and become an actor? Who else has done something like that? The Rock. Very good point. I actually like Dwayne Johnson. One of my best, one of my favorite movies is the remake of Walking Tall. With, I just saw that the other day. I love that movie. I could watch that over Buford and over. Buford Pusser. Have you ever, is there a movie that you could watch over and over and enjoy it as if you never, as, as if it was the first time you've seen it? The Predator. That's a good one too. And uh, The Predator, once again, the reboot, the remake, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I could see John Cena being in the role. What do you think? Are they redoing it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he not as Arnold was. Do you think so? You know, that that might be tougher because the roles that he's played up to this point have been kind of bit parts. Even when he was in that feature film, The Wall, where he's in it the entire time, he's injured, knocked out. So he doesn't get to say he doesn't have a lot of lines in that. So I don't know if, if he has the ability. to. But do. there's no acting involved. I mean, it's Arnold. He's a horrible You actor. want ugly mother. <laughs> <laughs> you want ugly motherfucker. You want ugly motherfucker. Do it. I'm here. Kill me. Kill me now. Do it. I'm here. But how many other people have made that? Ter- I mean, made that changeover from just because they're good at one thing, like an athlete. Now they're in the movies. 
powerful segue. We are talking about Pie Ingalls. Pie Ingalls. Charles Ingalls. Merlin, Michael Lannon. Merlin Olson. We're talking about his partner, his buddy, Merlin Olson, who played for the Rams. But even he didn't jump right into the movies. He went from a broadcast. They all go to the broadcast booth. That's common knowledge now. But then they go into the movies. But Merlin Olson. Oh, no. Is Troy Aikman going to make movies? Try to think if he was a bit. I think he was in a. Yeah, but I don't count those bit parts. I mean, I'm talking about actually doing stuff. Now, let's go over it. It is November, which is also Movember. Power, okay. Powerful mustache November. Okay. Now, let's talk about the powerful 70s football players. Those thick stashes? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dick Buttkiss. Oh, wow. And, and you think about that was Rocky's dog's name, Buttkiss. Mm hmm. Powerful. Buckus, uh. Yeah, I'm yeah. eventually gonna come back, aren't I? After that devastating. Beating. I don't know. You're gonna. Have God, a lot you were, to do. you just like, I just felt like Conor McGregor. You were just like, just pounding, just pounding. <laughs> but I, I stood tall. Do you think I stood taller? No, was I, I really don't. I was defeated. Yeah, was it, I you know, it made up? me. It, it really shows my brilliance on the one that you gave me last week. I mean. I th- that was that incredibly easy one. You're, you're right. Where I where I gave you multiple choice. Oh, uh, I should have given you multiple choice. I guess yeah. we have to make it. Everybody needs an no, award. That was a powerful quiz, and it it it's kind of kind of like Brazilian jujitsu. It it really humbles you mm-hmm. because knowing you can be wrapped up and you have to tap out. Mm-hmm. So did you tap out? Is that what you're saying? Should I have tapped out? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I kept going. Hey, I think you did tap out. No, I don't think <laughs> It I was did. after the first one. No. <laughs> He's doing no. this on the no. Oaken, on the Oaken desk. No. Come on, bro. Bro, you'll get over so, this. Don't, don't let this shape your future. Don't, don't let this, don't let your, um, your shortcomings and looking like a complete idiot shape your life from this point forward. No, we're talking about shape. Uh, what, yes. Sh- what shape are you? Is that... <laughs> That's quite amorphous. An apple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ap- apple bottom jeans. <laughs> you have powerful Merlin Olsen. You have, oh, he was great. You have Webster's dad. Yep. Powerful yep. Alex. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who Larry, else Larry Zonka. What powerful. was he in again? What was Larry Zonka in? I don't know. I think he uh, hosted. Uh, that doesn't he, count he if po- he hosts He was powerful either. 70s. He was everywhere. He was on. Was he on Robot Wars or one of those? Or Was powerful. he really? Larry Zonka. Larry I didn't think they Zonka. had that with him around. Did Larry really? Zonka. Powerful. Who else is a, a, a carryover from sports to... Well, you know, Apollo Creed was a football player. Was he really? Of course. Yeah. I a uh, powerful list here. I think I could pull it up in our power. Boy, I should have known that because I am kind of the Rocky expert. Boy, we're both tapping out here today. No, we're not. We're just... We're, this is, uh, you know... It's just real life, yeah, right? this is real life. Just we're... a couple of guys just talking and yakking, you know... Of course, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, O.J. Simpson. No, yep. no powerful mustache, but the Naked Gun movies. Yep. Yep. Here's trivia for you. Oh, boy. O.J. Simpson was uh, slated to be the Terminator. He was in the running. That's not trivia. You're telling me something. That's different than trivia. No, trivia that's, is, no that's trivia knowing that. Well, I thought you're setting me up for a question. I no, mean, no. I, you're, I, giving, you're, you're giving me information. That's what no, you gave me. No, but it's Now, if trivia. you ask me and then I don't tell you and you give me the answer, that's different. Okay. Okay. What movie was Bubba Smith in? He was a football player. Yeah, Bubba Smith. Is he the one that have a Coke and a smile? No, it was Mean Joe Green. Remember? Mean Joe Green. Bubba Smith. Boy, oh, boy. I don't know. I do not know. Police Academy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so right. We got, uh, Are you trying to make me look bad? Yeah, because see, see how easy it is? <laughs> see how easy it is? You're just trying to bring us both down, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. You should be building me up. 
Dang you. Ter- damn, 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 damn. Terry Bradshaw. Yep. We got uh, Howie Long, Broken Arrow, Powerful. We got uh, Fred Dreyer, TV show. Uh, let's see who else we got. Anyone? Brian Bonds, <laughs> the Boz, remember? Oh, Brian Bosworth, yeah. yes. So, there, you know, there's a lot of cool – it seems like a 70s thing, though, where the, the football player – Became the actor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right – can we think of anyone, you know, in their recent football player in recent times – Maybe that's a good question for the flock of. Okay, Amish. what's your definition? Because we brought this up before. Brett Favre was in something about Mary. Yeah, but that even that was how many years ago? So you're that? not count, cameos don't count. Is that what you're no, saying? F- cameos fine, but that was that was 20 years ago. You know, Gosh, you're talking it about was. you know something now. That does seem like it was about two years ago, but it was 20. That's a that was probably one of, in top five comedies. Something about Mary ranks up there for me. How would that do? Where does that rank for you in terms of a comedy movie? It's down there. I I like down there or up there. Down there. When you say down there, I'm saying up. Not top. in the top ten. No. Not in the top ten. Wow, you're no. tough. Okay. The comedy. I enjoy a lot of different comedies. There is. I mean, I was even thinking like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Napoleon Dynamite's one movie where, you know, it was could have been rated G practically, and, and it was funny. So it's kind of weird. And then I like the raunchy comedies too. So comedies, I enjoy a lot of different comedies. Okay. What's a raunchy comedy? raunchy comedy it would be like american pie you know oh okay yeah saw that steve stifler powerful very good um how about fast times at ridgemont high classic that was a classic classic very classic i mean that was a coming of age movie it was funny 80s movie 80s movie and you are the king of ups and sorry i was the king yeah. <laughs> that's the king of into the throne okay i have a trivia question for you you then. got king of the 80s okay. thrones yes go ahead now you're gonna find something that. Okay, go ahead. I'll give you. Nicholas Cage was in the movie. He was in a movie. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. What was his role? His role was cinnamon roll. That yeah, what, what I said before <laughs> in the last episode, you'd be perfect for a movie role, a giant cinnamon roll. I'm stealing from that. Nicholas Cage was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was. And his name was Coppola. His real name was Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. I don't remember. Powerful. What was he? What was he in the movie? He was in uh, with Judge Reinhold. He worked in the restaurant with him. Oh, the pe- the French fry. Remember yeah. they had, they said, what's your secret sauce? It was Thousand Island. They were talking about the different secret sauces. And do you remember like when you were talking about uh, macking on the ladies? Do they still say that? Macking on the ladies? I haven't heard Clocking it Clocking them. Okay. So remember when he's driving up and he's, he sees the, the chick in the car, but then he realizes he's in his costume from the fast food restaurant. Yeah. And he gets so pissed and he throws everything out the window. Do you Classic. Have that, I, don't, I do not remember that, but I remember the movie very well. Well, obviously you don't remember it very well. I guess I don't. <laughs> just kind of an oxymoron. See, you see how? I do not remember, but I remember it very well. <laughs> I was just going to get off the hook. You're not supposed to call me no, out on I know. That. Just... This is real life. It is real life. And that's why people love us, the yes. flock of Amish. Because we could be a nerd and we could encyclopedic knowledge of everything. No, we have powerful general phrases. And that's why we're so powerful. Can I ask it's you the a most question? powerful podcast ever created? Can I ask you a question before we forget? This has been on my mind for several podcasts and I've never brought it up until today. You're always on my mind. You're always You remember on Rice Aroni, right? 
the San Francisco treat? Yes, yeah, but, I do. but why did we eat it if it was just a San Francisco treat? Didn't you ever think about that? Here we are in Minnesota eating a San Francisco treat. Do they get mad at us or no, not? No, it's because is the ultimate parting gift too on the game shows. <laughs> it's it your, your supply of <laughs> rice, rice around. Around. I forget, But it's a San Francisco treat. That's what it is. It's San Francisco, a fancy city, you know? The yeah. fancy California people out there. Okay. And then that's their treat. San Francisco. Yeah, it's a treat. So if in San Francisco it's their treat, my God, we must <laughs> eat it here. That's what it is. Oh, 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 my goodness. I thought maybe we were, we're. it's like a big secret. It's their treat. Don't tell anybody. But we are going to eat their treat. What were some of those other foods back in the 70s when you're growing up? Were you a fan of banquet chicken? Do they even do banquet chicken anymore? Yes, I love banquet chicken. Gosh, when we got banquet chicken, it was like huge when I was a kid. You That's just didn't get it. Wonderful. Very crispy, very delicious. Oh, it's phenomenal. See, the kids don't know about TV dinners oh, where you no. actually bake them in the oven. But here's something I want to talk about that a lot of the kids don't remember or don't know. You know, right now, popular sous vide cooking where you take – it boils the water in the bag. Have you seen that? That's the the, the hot thing for all the trendy uh, cookers. Is that the t- proper term? The cookers. You know the Food Channel and everyone is. They're all into the Anthony Bourdain. You know the fancy cookery. So okay. now you have this machine. You put the meat in there. Like let's say you have your steak. You put it in there. You set it for whatever temperature you and want. And forget it. Yep. You set it and forget it. Ron Popeil, powerful inventor rumpelpeel pocket fisherman so it boils it to the exact temperature that you want okay and then it's done perfectly it can't overcook really so you you would like sear it and then throw it in the bag and cook it and then it's done perfectly so that's the hottest thing now i do not know of this sous vide machine but i think back to the pasta boil in the bag pasta do you remember that they had spaghetti they had ravioli that you would boil it in the bag see now I come from an Italian family. That wouldn't go over. I, I know what you're saying. And Frank Sinatra tried to come out with, I'm also Amish Italian, as we all powerfully know, Johnny Rage. So uh, Frank Sinatra tried to come out with a spaghetti sauce, and it, it bombed too because any uh, self-respecting Italian makes their own sauce. Frank Sinatra or? or um, Frank Sinatra. Or Newman. No. The race car driver, no, Paul no. Newman. Because yeah. Paul Newman came out with one too. Yeah. No, this is way back. Okay. Yeah, we did We did not boil. It's funny because when I was a kid, we'd go over to somebody's house, and to them, the San Francisco treat was like spaghetti. They never got it. And they called it Italian. And when they, but when they would, made it. Would you like some Italian spaghetti? It's got secret ingredient oregano. But when they, would, when they would serve you spaghetti, you're looking at it. Well, where's the spaghetti? It's like right here. Oh, this is your version of spaghetti. It tasted like cafeteria. It was like noodles. And just like a red sauce on it. Well, here's the thing, too. Powerful tip, pro tip. Mix the sauce with your pasta. See, now there's two rules of thought on that. So here, no, you don't. I don't want, I don't want, and they use the crummy cremettes. The Checo is the best. Buy the Checo. But anyway, they buy the cremettes, and they just, they boil them, no salt in the water, and then they just put a dollop of sauce on top. No, stir it through. Can you explain one thing to me? What is a dollop? How much is that? When somebody says a dollop of daisy, I don't know how much that is. Dollop. Put a dollop on there. It's uh, similar to a pinch. How much is a pinch? 
Why do you, you have your finger like that? I, I was going to say, thank God I'm sitting down. It's going to do a woo-hoo pinch. Yeah, so pasta was the big thing. You'd go over to people's families. They never got it. So when they did, it was like their banquet chicken for that particular night. Well, we get spaghetti, man. You're like, well, yeah, we have that like twice a week. A big deal, you know. Well, to them, it was a big deal. They just never got it. So banquet chicken was my spaghetti. I loved banquet chicken, but boy, it was far and few between when you get the banquet chicken. And then, of course, when you would actually go out to eat, that was really far and few between when I was a young man growing up. When we got out to eat, that was like, you'd think about that for days, you know. So people would go out to eat. Then they started going out to eat for all their meals. And now the hot thing is to have the meal delivered and then you prepare it yourself. Who does that? I've never heard. Oh, tons of them. People are having their food delivered? Yes. Are you talking about like they'll deliver you Arby's and stuff? No, no. They're, they have everything is all chopped up, ready to go, portioned out, and then you prepare it together. So you have to prepare it though? Yes. Ah, forget They're it. Very I, I want it prepared. It's like the take and bake pizzas. Yeah, no, I want it prepared. Do you ever do the it. take and bake pizzas? I have, yeah. They actually used to be fairly reasonable because it's like, hey- these are cheaper because we don't have to use our heating ovens to warm them up for you. Now they're more in the regular pizza, the, the, hot, the warm pizza costs. So it doesn't make sense. Now, as we're going retro again, I want to ask you, what was your first crush on TV? What young lady did you enjoy? The first one you remember, like, holy cow. That's, oh, wow. That's, that's, a, my, that's a great question. Thank you. God bless you. Um, I would have to say at first response, and I might think about this and come up with somebody different. And, and I, this is, we're just thinking here. I'm not, we're not going all nerded out on the, the specifics. There just, was a girl just, on Eight is Enough. Remember? Eight, eight is, is Enough. Eight is Enough. What was her name? Like Nichols? What, what was that gal's name? I always turned to you for a minute. Oh, man. the Christy Nichols. Was the, she on Eight is Enough? Christy, yeah, with the brother and his, she had her brother. Was, yes. Am I in the yeah. right, am I in the right movie? Yeah, and I believe she was on Empty Nest too. Okay. Is Christy Nichols or Nick the Nichols, yeah. or the Bionic Woman, Lindsay Wagner? Wow! Wagner. Yeah, really? Yeah. What was it about those two? That's a great question. I mean, when you're eight years old, nine maybe at best, and there's just something that strikes you. I mean, the Bionic Woman. Come on, who wouldn't find her attractive? You did too, I bet. Or no, no, no. You probably found the Bionic Man attractive. I get that. That's okay, but. Did you find the bionic woman attractive as well? Lee Majors was powerful. You're saying he wasn't powerful? He was powerful. Oh my goodness. He had the technology they had the technology to make him better, faster, stronger. <laughs> Who was your first crush on TV crush? How about Thelma from Good Times? Oh yeah, but she wouldn't be my first though, no. but yeah. Um, she was I'm just think I'm thinking out Oh, so you're you're just kind of throwing anything. I thought I could only answer the one, but you're going to come no, up with no, mouthfuls. No, no, no. We're just this is like I said. We're just talking, man. I'm trying to move in this we're just, chair. I know it's hard for you to move, <laughs> like a turtle trying to get off yeah. his back, <laughs> <laughs> like job of the hut. So I'm thinking Kim Richards. We talked about that. Last oh yeah, episode. Kim Richards, powerful, uh, yep. which is uh, the aunt of Paris Hilton. Another. I didn't look. Yeah, see, there's that. some trivia for you. Wow. You are building your credibility Thank back you. here slowly. I was just, I was, boy, I was on the ropes, wasn't I? You, you, really you think were. I was knocked out. Yeah. I say I was on the ropes. Yeah. No, it was not pretty. That's all I'm saying. But especially, the, the you know, you claim to be this guru of the 80s. You know, you, you just absolutely collapsed on us. You know, but you can make it up. You've done some things here to bring yourself back. Thank you. What are else some ladies of your of your past? Who else did you like? 
So, uh, Wilma from Buck Rogers. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I go back now. See, now you're really. I'm trying to. That's why this is very powerfully stimulating. Well, we have to add Barbie Eden then. You have to put her into the mix. Oh, my goodness. And they always say Barbie Eden or Bewitched, whatever her name was. It's not even close. It's G- I Dream of Jeannie. She way nicer than. What was the lady's name on Bewitched? Um, Barbara Eden? No, that was that was uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, Bewitched, you're talking about. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Montgomery. Montgomery. Yes, but what was her name on the movie or the television program? Bro, come on, help me out here. You could really do yourself some good. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I think uh, I Dream of Jeannie was one of my first crushes. Definitely, I think every man in America could have said the same thing. This is Samantha, by the way. And they would not let her show her belly button. Sam. Sam, that's correct. Yes. Um, I Dream of Jeannie, but then Bewitched was very attractive as well. What other TV moms would there have been? Um, did you like uh, Florence Henderson? Did she? Uh, or how about Marsha? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Was that? Uh, Ann B. Davis. Ann B. Davis did Alice. it for you? Yeah, I can see that. That blue outfit that she wore with the apron. Yeah. Like a French maid. Why the thing. hell didn't Sam the Butcher marry her? What the hell was his problem? I think he wanted her maid outfit to be a little shorter. I mean, come on. Until she did that. Though. Sam the Butcher. I understand. Sam the Butcher, every time it was brought up. Powerful actor. Yes. I mean, he was in Gomer Pyle, USMC. Mm-hmm. Was he? Oh, yes. Boy, he's he was, got... uh, he uh, wanted to beat up Barney Fife and Andy Griffith's show. He was powerful. Oh, man. Yes. Well, he had all that aggression. Yes. I mean, he probably didn't want to marry Ed B. Yeah. Davis because he'd take it out on her. Yeah. You know? Sam the Butcher. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sam the Butcher. Sam the Butcher. Okay. But it's powerful to SNL. Did you enjoy SNL? Did you watch? I did. I watched the, I always watch the cold opening that they have. The cold opening. And it was refreshing that it wasn't all Trump. Now, do you think that they do a lot of that stuff where they actually ridicule the Democrats on SNL? Or would you say once in a while, a lot, or... Because I've never seen them really take a swing at the Democrats before until recently. With Weinstein, with the reports of the sexual accusations of him, and with the skit that they did on, on Saturday, generally it's Trump, 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 Trump. Or somebody that Trump is associated with. And I had to post something, of course, saying how refreshing this is. And somebody got back to me. It's all the time they're going after the Democrats. That's not true. What would you say to that response? Is that no, fake I, news? <laughs> you know, the politics to me gets boring. Political humor gets a little boring. Well, when it's I, one-sided the way it's been, of yeah, course. Yeah, so I, I, it was cool that they did the skit on the, the Democrats. Right. Let's Let's get some comedy back to just comedy do you remember how simple it was back in the day snl yes yeah i mean Ma- they, they mass, they, massive they, head wound harry well i mean they would occasionally go after the president but it wasn't hourly daily it was like ford you know he's bumbling he just falls exactly over. yeah but it's now and you know we've talked about this what's his name on the late show with uh the the cbs guy his whole shtick is donald trump and it's over and over and over it just gets really old that's yeah. why it was so refreshing what SNL did. I was glad to see they took some swings at the Democratic Party, you know. Johnny Rage, did you enjoy your stay today, your episode? I really enjoyed giving you the quiz. Yeah, you really gave me the business. That sounds like something Leave it to Beaver yes, would say. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Mom, what's his name? Uh, really gave me the business. What is the business, you know? 
But Shit. Just go wash your hands Give and get ready shit. for dinner. That was always her line. Go what? upstairs, wash your hands, get ready for what dinner. What was Beaver's real name on the show? Wally. No, Beaver? Ah, boy. You See, just... Yes, exactly. Yes, I, it was, it was okay. Edward B. Scissorhands. Thank you. Yes, Theodore. Theodore Roosevelt. I knew. Yes. All right. Bro. We hope you enjoyed this powerful episode of the Amish Baby Machine podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about this show. Go on the Facebook, the Twitter, share. And we also have that question, if you knew about the Star Wars question, please hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved. <laughs>